Do you ever feel like you need an extra push to feel inspired or motivated to take on the day? I know I do at times. And are you searching for a sign to nudge you one step closer to achieving your goals? I've decided to do something and I'm doing it absolutely free. All you have to do is text JOY. You're going to text JOY to 720. Grab your pen and paper right now. 720-706-5956. And I'm going to send you free weekly inspirational messages from me directly to your phone. We don't have to do this life alone. I want to be there as a support. So just go ahead and simply text JOY to 720-706-5956. And I'm going to be sending you free. It might be an affirmation or encouragement, maybe a meditation, something that will help you start your week in the right foot with a simple message from me. Again, text JOY. And I'm going to give you that number one more time, 720-706-5956 to receive free weekly inspirational messages from me directly to your phone. I love you. Take that opportunity and see what other opportunities come from it. Go to the speaking event, go to the mastermind, go attend a music festival, like say yes to things that one, you know, will light you up, but two things that maybe could interest you that you've never done before. You know, that's a whole part of like discovering yourself is discovering new things. Welcome to Manifestable. I'm your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you guys know I'm always offering something free. And today I'm offering a free love visualization. This is honestly, all you have to do is listen to this and feel into this visualization. And it's going to help you attract the love you desire. I use this to get my husband. I use this to get the love I want from my husband. (laughs) And I want you to be able to receive the love you truly desire. So all you have to do is go to DanetteLove.com to download this visualization today. That's DanetteLove.com. And this visualization is absolutely free. You might as well give this stuff a try. I'm telling you, visualization is where it's at. Go ahead and check out my Instagram and Facebook at the Danette May to stay up to date with all the things that are going on in my world and about today's episode. But I want to tell you about today's episode. This is Kelly Chase. I'm not sure if you guys know who she is. She's an entrepreneur, social influencer, podcast host, speaker, and reality TV star, best known for her role as a castmate on the breakaway hit Netflix show, Love is Blind season one. How many of you have watched Love is Blind? It's trending on Netflix. And she has over 400,000 followers on social media, but she loves using her platform and voice to inspire others to chase life and find confidence in her love, worthiness, and expansion to make the most of where they are in their journey and fully step into their greatness. I'm excited about that because I want to ask Kelly about what it's like being on reality TV. And what does that do for your confidence? What does that do for 
your well-being, your mental well-being. I want to hear from her about honestly sexual stuff that she's gone through when it's come to her own body and this whole journey she's on around self-love and really going after your dreams. We're going to talk all these things because it all ties into manifesting. So I'm curious. We're going to be curious together. I'm so excited to introduce Kelly Chase to the podcast Manifestable. Let's get started. Hey, Kelly, I'm actually excited to talk to you today because, wow, you have have done a lot in your life. And I just really want to commend you on this journey you're on, which is that journey inward. And because you've been on the journey outward, right? You've been seen, you are on one of the biggest shows that is out there right now. I mean, when I turn on Netflix, literally Love is Blind is trending. So how does that feel (laughs) (laughs) to know so many people because when you filmed it you probably didn't know it was going to be as big as it is so how has that journey been to be so seen on the outside it's been wild (laughs) I actually literally just created like a reel yesterday and put it on my Instagram because I have felt I mean as you just noted I've been going through a lot of like an inner journey so a lot of like personal development and transformation and Something last year that came to be was I was basically like, I felt like I was having like an identity crisis, honestly, like totally for, since 2018, really. I mean, and that's when we filmed the show was in 2018. But that's also before filming the show was when I leaned into personal development and like, I guess the onset of my like spiritual awakening. You're doing the show and Cohen's like, it's happening around the same time. You're like, hey, I... I'm like really looking at my life, the choices I'm making, and I'm making new choices. Yes, exactly. So it was, and that was a part of even the reason why I was available to do the show. I've worked corporate, you know, America for so long. And in the summer of 2017, I actually like resigned from corporate America to pursue health coaching and, you know, just do that full time. Although I really didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't care. But yeah, so I just like really leaned in heavy into that world in 2018. I made so many different decisions. I mean, not to say I stopped drinking completely, but I definitely like threw in the towel for a while on drinking, going out, staying out till 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, I swapped that life and basically my social life for staying in and listening to podcasts and reading personal development books and just watching TV because that was something I like never did. (laughs) So it was fascinating. But yeah, I was like, I feel like I was going through this whole like identity crisis because now I'm like, learning so much about myself that I'd never learned before. And then I started working with a mindset coach after we filmed Love is Blind. And she did like that deep, like shadow work and like really going into the limiting beliefs and everything. So now I'm unlearning a lot of things that I've learned too. And I was like, oh my God. And then 2020 rolls around and that's when the show airs. And now the world, now the world is telling me like who I'm supposed to be based on the version of myself that was filmed 16 months prior to. So I feel like, like I said, I feel like I've just been in this, like, I feel like maybe on the outside, it doesn't come across this way. I mean, I've had, after I made that reel yesterday about telling people, I feel like I've been in an identity crisis. Like I had some messages and they were like, well, you're doing a really good job. Cause I didn't think anything was like off, you know, with you. And I'm like, well, that's good. Like I'm not, you know, portraying myself any, any differently, but on the inside, it's, you know, I feel like 
that's the biggest thing with like mental health, you know, too. It's like so many people are actually struggling on the inside. You would never know anything's wrong. That is so true. I'm so glad you're putting a voice to that because I think sometimes even the people that are really struggling on the inside are masters at keeping it really cool on the surface and on the outside because it's so loud on the inside or numb that you're just trying to make up for the balance of it. And so it almost looks like everybody's fine. What? Okay. I have so many questions about being on a reality TV show and I'm sure so many people ask you and we'll get all to the self-development, but I want to kind of shed light on this world for people because I think obviously we're in this world of social media, we're in this world of reality TV, we're in this world of movies. And I think we have this misconception of like what's really going on in that world. And so we like put labels on whoever's in that world, right? Whether what actor or what reality person is. And so I want to ask like when you were creating that show, and going through that experience, did it have an impact on your mental health? Yes, it did. I would say... During filming, not as much. I mean, I think with the filming, you know, production producers, we we were having, you know, like our own personal individual interviews with them. And I relate it to like having almost like a therapy session in a sense. Like they were asking me questions about like my past, great questions about my past relationships and how I was raised and all this stuff. And it was bringing up a lot of things that I should have went to therapy for. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I didn't ever think of it that way. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being, having been been a coach myself and, and working with other coaches, I understand the process of not just like, okay, let's stir up a bunch of stuff and then send them on their way. It's like, okay, now we need to like hold space for and like facilitate and like integrate what just happened. And therefore, where I feel like my mental health was rocked a bit was the fact that all this stuff had come up and now our show's done, filming's done, on your way. See ya. And it's not like they, it's not a mandatory thing. They don't provide. They're not like, okay, everyone that's just gone through this, you have to go for, you know, X amount of time to, to therapy. Like there's nothing like that. So, I mean, that is definitely something that like Ugh, makes my skin crawl. I'm like, okay, knowing this stuff, like I think anybody, it should be mandatory for any reality TV show that they offer. Counseling after. Counseling after. Yeah. I, I would say like, if you need it during filming, because it's a high intense situation. I didn't really drink during, but like the first 10 days when we were in those pods, I mean, we were up at, I don't know, probably like 5am to get ready. And we all, we all did our own hair and makeup. So, and we had to be like on set by like 7.30, although we really didn't start filming until noon, you know, kind of thing, but we had to be ready by a certain time. So we were up early and then some days we were not getting home and like going to bed until like 3 a.m. So we had maybe like two to three hours of sleep and then you're mixing in alcohol. It wasn't like, it was like forced down our throat or anything. It was just there. So obviously that's why I was like, I'm choosing not really drink. I may have had like- When you're tired, it's all, it's all a whole thing. And there's emotion. Right. And now, and, and like I said, production's now like, you know, just tapping into all these unresolved issues from your childhood and traumas and all the things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I really wish that we had had the, that resource available to us. Granted, as I had not gone to therapy for all this stuff, I probably in my head was like, I'm fine. <laughs> as many of us do, I'm fine, I'm fine. But yeah, I mean, working with that mindset coach like helped me with that process. So I'm glad that I made the decision to invest in myself in that way. But, you know, when the show aired, 
in 2020. That's when I also think, you know, the mental health resources should have been made mandatory to us. I mean, because now you have all these eyes and all these judgments. And did you feel the judgment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely did. I mean, I it's funny, because like, if I did see a comment, it would more so like aggravate me to be like, that's not what really happened. <laughs> like I wanted to like, I wanted to like be, you know, just like tell my truth and like speak my truth and everything. And it's funny because like I would notice friends of mine, you know, replying to comments. And I'm like, y'all just like, don't even waste your time. Like these people don't know me and they don't care to know me. Like it really doesn't matter. But they were like, we're just so ticked off. Like they don't even know you. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, fine, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter like, how strong you are mindset wise, self love wise, like you see one negative comment out of 500, you're going to look at that negative comment, and it's going to affect you. We're human, you know, so it definitely took a toll on me, I try to stay as present as possible, and obviously not read my comments. But I, I'm fortunate for the reason that I was not portrayed as the villain of the show, because I do know that the uh, my friend who was, I mean, it really played a huge part on her mental health. And it was, it was terrible. I mean, she definitely conveyed the message to me that she didn't know she was going to live. Wow. Do the producers kind of try to find a villain so that they can have one for a show? And then they kind of create a little energy stir with it? You know, now I'm like, yeah, they must. (laughs) Now that I've seen three seasons of it, and obviously I've watched a couple, I'm not a huge reality TV person. So how I landed on a reality TV show. I actually haven't seen the show. Now I'm like, I'm watching the show. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is probably the only reality TV show that I watch every single episode of because I'm I'm also invested now. But I think that they have to villainize someone to make the drama. I mean, and that's like what... It makes good TV. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I mean, I don't think that their intention is thinking like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to create this character, this narrative so that the world hates this person. You know, I don't think that they knew what consequences in the outcome would look like, but they have to like create this person, this character. And it's just so, it's just so terrible. I feel like we need to remember that everyone's human. And even though you're watching it and you may not interact with this person, they're human and they have feelings. And we, it's because of this like gaming world and this social media world, we lose the humanity of what we're watching. And that the, especially with reality TV, I mean, this is, no one's acting like this is, this is even maybe even harder, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but I just want her, if she's listening, to send her love and like everyone listening right now, let's just send her some love. Like, doesn't matter if you know her name or her face, just send that girl some love that Kelly is referring to because we all need it, you know, and we don't really know the backstories of anyone and their pain and their stories of what's going on in their life. With that and all this, because... I can only imagine you build up a certain muscle when you put yourself out there and then you get onslaughts of whether it's positive comments or even a, f- a couple negative. Do you feel like you have a little bit more resilience now for the next purpose in your life? Like the, I know you probably have this dream in your heart and this this thing where you're going towards because you already said you were stepping into this entrepreneurial world. Do you feel like you're armored now because you kind of walk through the fire with a little bit more resilience? 
Yeah, no, I definitely do. You know, when growing up, I always said that I wanted to be a teacher, a doctor, and an actress. (laughs) Well, you hit one. Exactly. Teacher, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think I feel like it's all come full circle. But yeah, I've actually done a lot of reflection around that. I'm like, wow, I think that we we obviously go through things in life, hardships, heartaches, heartbreaks, all of that to make us more resilient, to set us up and prepare us for something that may come that's maybe similar, maybe the exact same type of thing or something similar or maybe even worse, but maybe we have the tools now and the coping mechanisms to be able to handle it differently or better or, you know, the same (laughs) if we haven't really learned the lesson. But but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see myself stepping out of the limelight anytime soon. And I feel like because of that whole like identity crisis, I will say, I felt really challenged. Not that I haven't been showing up as myself, but I know that I was highly like influenced, I, I would say. Like I would look at someone else's account and see maybe their engagement, you know, their likes or something. And I'd be like, oh, like maybe I should do that too. And I would make it my own, but then I would like recreate this, you know, reel or video or, or even a post and then make it my own, of course, but then it wouldn't get the engagement. And I was like, oh, well, like, and then it's like tapping into my worthiness of like, well, what did I do wrong? Or what, what's wrong with me? Like, why didn't they, why didn't people like mine? And it's probably just a freaking in- Instagram algorithm just doesn't show my stuff half the time, you know? It's like, people love me. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, so fascinating. But I, I actually, that mindset coach, I've worked with her over the last few years. And she sent like one of her newsletters out right after January. And it said something about there was a line in it. And it said, you know, I will no longer be a best kept secret. I will no longer like dim my light and repress myself and stuff. And I made like I took the text and I like made it into a little picture. And I put that as the screensaver on my phone, the wallpaper on my phone, because every time I look at it, I'm like, okay, like, how am I not showing up today for someone like, wow, I will not be my best kept secret. Who needs to hear that today? I will not be my best kept secret. Yeah, I will shine my light. Yeah, exactly. Because I know that like, there's so much like I kept you know, having personal and private conversations with people. And I was like, I have like this wealth of knowledge. Like I know so much, I've done so much personal development, but I feel like I'm like holding myself back. Like I'm not truly like, you know, if what I'm- do you think holding you back, what was holding you back? Or do you feel like you maybe danced with it a little bit? What do you think it is? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of fear, a little bit of fear of what though? Well, I would, I would say that although the comments and the spotlight has have made me more resilient. It's also been a little traumatic. <laughs> so you're like, I, I just don't know if I'm going to get a dagger or I'm going to get a like. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's like, okay, do I speak? And granted, I'm not like one of those people that's going to start talking about all this controversial stuff. But if in the event I wanted to, you know, like that stuff, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm going to put my toe in. We'll, tr- yeah. we'll try this. Yeah, I mean, mean, granted, I've even, you know, I've made a video or reel before on, I don't know, something about self-care or something. And people are like, oh, how self-care is selfish, basically. And I'm, you know, and then I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, even, even those little, like, argumentative comments, I'm like, no, but, you know, you can't argue with everybody. and and, And you have to learn how to hold space for other people's perceptions and perspectives and their mindset, you know, where they're at in their journey in life, too. So, 
I take it now I try to not get triggered and activated by comments. And I try to take it as a learning lesson, or maybe like it's a mirror for me that maybe there's something in me that I need to continue to heal and work on too. So I try to use it in that way. But yeah, I want to continue now and forever to just step more and more into my best self. (laughs) What would you say would be the two biggest, the best self-love practices or the thing that you've done to really love you like inward, like doesn't matter what's coming at me, the positive, the negative, whether I'm liked or received, what has built up that inner worthiness for you? I'm just so curious. But like top two, I'm sure you've done a lot of tools, but like if you can name two, what would that be? I would say, I I mean, a practice that I, I really have done pretty consistently since 2018 is practice the miracle morning from that book, the miracle morning about how Elrod it's like, it teaches you this lifesavers concept. And it's six things that you do in the morning before you pour into anyone else. And it's, you know, it can consist of prayer, meditation, breath work, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading and journaling. And I, I do that every single day. Like, I I mean, pretty consistently, maybe not every single day, but most consistently for yeah, I mean, it's been five years, probably around five years now that I've been doing it. And it just helps me stay connected. It helps bring awareness. I mean, my journaling, obviously, like, I try to write as much as can come out then. But I love that. I'll give you three, actually. So I love doing all of that. I mean, I know that's six things in one, but that is, (laughs) it is one practice. I mean, it's a beautiful practice. I would say going outside and just connecting with nature. Like I, Oh, you're a girl after my heart. I, I love you. I, yeah. I love going for walks. And I used to teach spin classes. I used to work out crazy hard, like super aggressively. And it was probably a little bit of, I like this, but also I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. You know, I was like, oh, you know, thinking more aesthetically, like, oh, this will help me grow my butt or this will help, you know, and it wasn't helping me. It was became an obsessive compulsive thing, I feel like as well. But then in like 2018, again, I like just changed everything in my life. I mean, I was still doing like strength training, but it was more like in-home workouts. It wasn't like going to the gym and doing like 100 pound barbell or anything like that. So in home and I would just go for walks and I started doing a little bit of yoga and I just feeling my body just like lengthen and just stretch. It just felt so good. But connecting outside was just such a beautiful thing. And I just started to fall in love like with the elements of nature. Like I, I would just stop and I guess like, you know, like walking by a tree, you know, I would actually stop and look at the bark and the color of it and like the lines in the bark. And I was so appreciative. So I would say gratitude would be like, my like number one thing that I like practice every single day. And whether that's again in my journaling or med- through meditation, I'm like constantly saying things that I'm grateful for. It's just a beautiful thing and implementing boundaries. So, I mean, boundaries has been so huge. Like, Give so me an huge. example of a boundary that you've set up recently. I'll say on the topic of maybe like relationships, like romantic relationships. It is one I'm working on. So I can't say that I've been like totally consistent with it, but I feel like many of us can relate to that too. (laughs) Is the fact, you know, just allowing myself to be less available to people if they're not willing to be available for me and they're not choosing me the way that I want them to choose me, turning that around and choosing myself. So that's a big one. I've been working on it for a little while. But, but I mean, that's a, it's a big one. I mean, I, again, kind of going into like self-care and everything. I mean, just like with any relationship though, 
I think that's where my biggest life lessons and work has been with any relationship of really truly honoring me. And again, like in 2018, it was kind of like, I guess I was just like so fed up with the way my life was going that I was like, I'm just going to change everything. And, you know, again, I put up these strong boundaries. I was saying no to others and yes, more to myself. And over the years, and more specifically, you know, even over the last six months, I have found myself, you know, maybe like, not falling back into old habits and ways, but for the lack of better way of explaining it, maybe that is what it is. And I'm like, okay, well, why, why am I having problem doing that again? And sitting through reflection, I know that it's because, because I did it. So it was like a cold turkey and not to say that I like lost friends, but there was distance that came between me and friends. And, you know, it's like people weren't, they stopped calling me to hang out. They stopped, you know, and so I'm like, I don't want to lose my friends. And I think that's it, you know, but I was talking to another mentor a couple of months ago and she was like, hell, think about it this way. You have the opportunity to earn $5,000 or go get drunk with your friends. Which one are you going to choose? And I was like, probably to go earn $5,000. And she's like, okay, so think about that every single time that you come across this conflict of like, what do I do? Should I go shine a light on my future version of myself? Or should I just play small and get drunk? <laughs> kind of thing. And that I was is like, so interesting. My good friend just said today, we're talking about people pleasing. And he was sharing, he's like, I like to look at my year ahead. Like, who am I a year from now? Who is my ideal self a year from now? And then when I get asked to go do something or, and this people pleasing, like, I want to say yes to this, or I want to, I ask that year from now version of myself, would they say yes? Would they be doing those things? Would that person living into their dreams be doing that thing? And if it's a no, it's a no. And that can really help us move in the direction of our soul's calling. Like, what are we being asked to and being okay with the nose of things that are just not moving us in those directions? Totally. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a book right now. And my book writing, like coach and publisher, she's like, Kel, like you're gonna, this book is coming out this year. So better start making some good decisions with your life. <laughs> right. It's so true. I mean, Writing books is not for the faint of heart. I I don't know what it is. It's a vulnerability journey, in my opinion, because I've written two now. And I commend you on that journey because you do have to go, yeah, I have choices right now. I'm in book writing season. And is this going to serve me in this mission? Because you write a book, not because you're going to make money, people. Everyone needs to understand this. We write a book to serve. And it's it requires a service heart. It requires not saying yes to things that are distracting from the mission. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, what's your mission? What are you calling in? What are you manifesting right now? <laughs> what am I manifesting? Well, honestly, like I want to do more in-person events. So any type of public speaking, whether that's at a retreat or 200 people. And what do you want to talk or- about at those events? <laughs> that's what I've been trying to figure out. I feel as though... You know, whether it's, I mean, I could obviously, if it was like a panel discussion, obviously talking about love is blind, I don't mind. I, I love answering questions about it. But, you know, just my life journey around the show and whatnot. But I would probably say maybe like relationship 
stuff, relationship yeah. topics in general. I mean, obviously it makes sense. I came from a dating show. I didn't come from a dating show. I, you know, I was a person before then, but a lot of people know me because of, of the show. And so it does make sense in that regard. And because I have done a lot of work around relationships in general. Again, like I said, yeah, I'm still working on some things, but I am just so much, e- like it's so much easier for me like if I don't feel the connection or if I don't, I don't feel the alignment, like it's a no. Whereas before, as you mentioned a few minutes ago about people pleasing, I was that. I, I'm a recovering people pleaser through and through. So it's like, you know, you just want people to love you and accept you and want you. And it's like, okay, well, how can I make myself available? Oh, they want to hang out. Okay, great. Like I'll drop anything I'm doing and I'll go hang out with them, you know? And I'm not, I don't do that anymore, except for maybe with one situation. But outside of that, like, I've just grown a lot in that area and all the shadow work, the inner child, reparenting, like all these things. Like, I just feel like I have a vast knowledge on that I could speak to. So I would love to do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you're writing a book. So you're manifesting a book. Yes. Manifesting or speaking. Are you manifesting a relationship or no? I am manifesting. Yeah. Yes. I am manifesting a relationship. I am. I am. I really do. (laughs) So let me ask you, because as you know, this is manifestable. And I I love that your vulnerability about the show. And I would love to even maybe bring you on again to talk even deeper on these concepts. But when I think about manifesting these beautiful things, which book is already in there, relationships already in there, anytime we declare something, it's already here, right? And speaking, what tool or tools, let's maybe do one or two that you feel you're going to hold on to, to be the manifestation, to have the manifestation show itself in this 3D world? Mm, Like what actions am I going to take in order to get this? As far as a relationship goes, one of my biggest things is getting out of my house. (laughs) And putting myself in public spaces where I can meet someone. <laughs> like me, I'm like, well, I guess I probably have to talk to someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, it's funny because like even with like dating, I'm pretty much only on one, but I don't, I just don't feel it as much. Like I do as if I was in person with someone, like I could just feel someone's energy better than I can on an, on an app. So it's very inconsistent and infrequent that I'm using an app. Although, yes, is that a a way to take action? Sure. So I'm not completely like deleting anything or leaving that off the table. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would say like putting myself in spaces where I feel like the person that I'm looking for could also be hanging out. You know, I I want a guy who is very emotionally connected, self-evolved, you know, is constantly learning and, and wanting to grow too. Maybe I need to attend more masterminds or like, or, or public speaking, you know, events myself, you know, and, and those types of people would be there. But then I'm like, okay, but then I could choose that more regressive behavior and go drinking with my friends, like day drinking with my friends one day. And maybe there's someone who's in the same boat as I am, still has this growth mindset, still has all these ambitions, has done a lot of healing work, but just wants to regress with their friends that day too. And maybe I would meet them there. (laughs) Sounds like, yeah. And I'm going to add to that one because that that would be you following your joy, right? You are friends wanting to go get an afternoon drink. It feels good and delicious to you and fun. There's a lot of potential when you step into that fun 
to meet or to be offered or to see the next step to a dream or be presented it. So I love that for you. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then my, you know, the speaking, that was something, a question that came to me yesterday. I'm like, okay, Kelly, like you're trying to manifest public speaking events or retreats or something like that. And I've had maybe like two people ask me and like invite me to things, but I'm like, no one knows. It's kind of like the whole thing of like, okay, you guys, you can't just like put a thought out there and sit on your couch. You got to do something about it. So, but I feel like that's kind of where I've been. I'm like, I haven't been asking any, like, I haven't really been publicly telling people like, this is what I want to do. So I'm like, I am very well plugged. I should send people an email or a DM and tell them or text them and be like, Hey, if you have any opportunities for me, or if you know of anyone that's offering some opportunities, like, let me know. Like, I, I'm, I'm looking to do this. Like, help. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Love that. So she's asking. She's asking. She's going to put herself in situations. She's going to follow her joy. And do you say yes to things that light her up? Because the more joy you're in, the more magnet you are. The more love you're in, the more magnet you are. So I love this for you. Well, Kelly, I before we close out, I want to ask you if you could say one thing. I mean, it can be a sentence, but one thing to let's say you're looking out at a million women and a million women are looking at you and you had one thing you can share with them. What would that be? Hmm. The first thing that came to mind was every opportunity creates another opportunity. And you can look at that in any aspect of your life. Some of us, whether it's going out, like day drinking with your friends, you know, take that opportunity and see what other opportunities come from it. Go to the speaking event, go to the mastermind, go attend a music festival, like say yes to things that one, you know, will light you up, but two things that maybe could interest you that you've never done before. You know, that's a whole part of like discovering yourself is discovering new things, you know? So I think that that's just a beautiful thing. But yeah, I think it could go to like romantic, career, business, any any which way. But yeah, I wrote that on the first day of filming Love is Blind in my journal, so. Every opportunity creates an opportunity. And I think you're using this opportunity of Love is Blind in a very positive way. And I commend you for that. So thank you for being on this mission with all of us. And I am sending you so much love. And if ever your friend, I don't know who she is, I'm gonna go watch the show would love to come on here and just be vulnerable around people and how things can impact or whatever. Let us know, connect us with her because you do, you had, you guys have been on a platform and the more we can get these open, vulnerable conversations going for people that have been on platforms, the more we can heal. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to. <laughs> Thanks for being on Manifestable. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Can I get really real with you? The reason you're feeling broke isn't because of your paycheck, your bills, or inflation. The reason you're feeling strapped for cash is because you haven't rewired your brain for wealth. Trust me, I was a single mom with literally $47 to my name. And now only a few years later, I'm living the life of my dreams with three eight-figure businesses. I want to teach you exactly how to rewire your brain for success. And I'm going to do this for free with my money magnet visualization. You guys, this is exactly what I had to do to literally change my money stories from going to, from $47 single mom 
two, three eight-figure businesses in a matter of years. This can happen for you too. And there's nothing special about me other than I've been rewiring my brain and I feel a huge call to help you do the same. All you have to do is listen to this visualization for just a few minutes a day. Yes, it's going to rewire the subconscious. And what's going to happen is you're going to watch as you start calling in more money and abundance into your life. All you have to do is go to DinetteAudio.com. So what I want you to do is take out your phone, type in DinetteAudio.com or go on your laptop, go to DinetteAudio.com and you're going to download the free money magnet visualization. Then you're going to simply listen to it on your phone, on your computer every single day. You just have to put in your email and it will go straight to your inbox. The truth is money is energy and just like everything else, it holds its own frequency. And all we have to do is tap into that frequency to attract more. The time is now. All you have to do is go to DanetteAudio.com. While you're listening to this, this is your sign, DanetteAudio.com. That's D-A-N-E-T-T-E-A-U-D-I-O.com to download the free money magnet visualization. Then you're going to just listen to it Follow along every single day and watch as money starts to flow into your life. It is your time.